welcome to the Delta Flyers. I'm your host, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Robbie Duncan McNeil. How are you, yes, Robbie? Sir. I'm there good. I'm great, actually. Really mm. good. Yeah. Nice. We've got some exciting news here. Season three of Star Trek Discovery is now on Blu-ray, DVD, and limited edition Steelbook. The must-have collection features all 13 episodes and also includes over two hours of special features, including deleted scenes, behind-the-scenes featurettes, cast interviews, and a gag reel. Own Star Trek Discovery Season 3 on Blu-ray and DVD now from CBS and Paramount Home Entertainment. Why don't we have a gag reel? There's our official gag reel. There's a I fake do. one, not a fake one, but underground one out there. Yeah, we didn't really have a gag reel. This is exciting though, Discovery yeah. on Blu-ray and what yeah. was the other one? It says Blu-ray, DVD, and limited edition Steelbook. What is Steelbook? Sure. Like, I'd like to know what that is. Too. I don't even know what Steelbook is, but Paramount and this these DVDs in the Steelbook sounds super hot. Yes. I'm into it. I need Steelbook. If you are cool, if you are a true <laughs> Star Trek fan, yes. and you are, if you're authentic Starfleet, you need Steelbook. Trust me. I don't even know what it is, but it's awesome because it's it's got steel in the title. All right. Okay, so let me wrap this up. If you'd like a chance to win a copy of the season three of Star Trek Discovery on Blu-ray, DVD, and limited edition Steelbook. Steelbook. And this is, and by the way, this is winning a copy. Did you guys hear winning? Okay. I think they did. I think they did. So oh. if you win, it's free. You just get, you get to win it. Well, let me, let me explain to them it. how they can win it. Yes. This, you don't have to pay the, for it. You just no, win it. You just win it. Okay. So all you need to do is be an active Patreon member of ours. And you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers, and we will announce the five winners in August. Get in the game, get in the contest, exciting yeah. new prizes, many more to come. I want to show you what, with the blue screen. Look, yeah. blue screen, look what happens to my, the tail of the dragon becomes the- uh, Oh yeah, look at that. Uh, it goes back and forth between the space behind me. So it looks yeah. like, you know. I like that shirt. What is that? Which one is that? It's a Dragon, dragon Con, Con shirt. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just Dragon Con. 16 2016 yeah. shirt every time you work for dragon con which i do i volunteer i get I, all volunteers every staff member gets a dragon con t-shirt so yeah. yeah that's such a fun convention yeah it is and this artwork is just awesome you can see the that's uh, very cool the you know it's that that sort of like that retro like uh, yeah. 50s cartoon kind of thing you know yeah, which yeah i yeah. love so much you can see the spock guy right here he's right there oh yeah yeah it's so, very cool yeah it's a cool shirt all righty um all right. So you doing okay? Everything all right? I'm doing good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Heading heading back to work soon. So gearing up for that. Oh my uh, goodness. Are I you know. going back early? Is that a little bit earlier than you Not thought? Really. Or this is the normal time. Okay. Yeah, I'm heading right. back. Yeah, this is the time. Okie dokie. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> You're gonna have to quarantine in a hotel as well, aren't you? I know. Yeah, quarantine and uh yeah. And stuck up there away from my nice new home that yeah. I am so much enjoying. Yeah. Uh, but it's all right. We'll be back. You'll be back Christmas. sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. Okay. So this week's episode is Distant Origin. Okay. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's, let's just go, go watch and watch I'm, this episode. I'm, I'm excited. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus segment. What do we remember? Hey guys, we are back from watching Distant Origin. Are we 
yes, we are. Uh-huh. Did you know this was ranked like in 2016 as the third best um, Voyager episode? Really? Yeah. So I enjoy. I gotta say, fourth. I gotta say, I enjoyed it a lot. I really did. I liked yeah. it a lot. But my one criticism is there wasn't a lot of Voyager characters involved. Like it was very heavy with the guest stars. Mm-hmm. It really felt like. I mean, even. Robert Beltran, who had the biggest story, I guess I would say in the episode, yeah, yeah, he didn't have that much. Like he didn't basically do anything till almost halfway through, and then he had some great scenes and great speeches. I thought he mm-hmm. did a great job, but but you know, in terms of just screen time, he wasn't on that much until at least halfway through the episode. So, but yeah. it's a good episode. I just wish I wish that they could have involved our cast even more somehow. I don't. So know. one to ten, one to ten. What are you doing? I would give this an eight. Okay. I think that, in, and, and if the cast had been involved even more, I would give it a nine. I don't think I'd give it a 10, but I get, I would, if, if, if our cast had had a little more opportunities, I just, yeah, I give it an eight. What about you? I'm going to give it a 9.5. Ooh. Maybe a 9.8. <laughs> and I'll tell you why it tell didn't me why. bother me. It did not bother me that it really focused on the guest cast, mainly because the guest cast was cast so well. Yeah. <laughs> With actors that were so talented. I agree. That they knocked it out of the park. You know, typically if yeah. you have an episode which is focusing on guest actors, and guest actors are usually very kind of nervous and they're not used to green screen and, and they don't know how to push buttons correctly. So there's a little bit of um, anxiety there, right? Yeah. Where, they, where it translates into not as good acting i think and yeah. these guys just knocked it out of the park it really yeah, was they did good. it was impressive um the actor that played gagan professor gagan he is or he was the artistic director i saw the that. I oregon it I was like, shakespeare yeah. festival right and then i looked up the guy that played veer he also has connections with the oregon shakespeare oh, festival funny. so i i almost wonder i wonder if they did he met. say like yeah or or maybe you know when he was auditioning maybe he said hey i have my colleague who would be yeah. great for this other role and told ron surma our casting person and Junie oh, larry yeah. johnson maybe he said hey guys take a look at take a look at my buddy you know christopher yeah. he's he's great and they yeah. were like okay um and then the the gal that played uh minister odala wonderful um, oh, she was great yeah. yes uh Conchetta, and i love that that I was, was a her female name? i love yeah. they cast a female oh yeah yeah which is interesting because you know at one point they talk about oh all the men are uh when they're on the bridge observing they say something like oh all the men are uh deferring, deferring to, that, to the female. that female yeah yes mm. it, it uh it, this must be a matriarchy but yeah. i was like well, wait a minute. You guys have a female who's in charge and you're yeah. not a matriarchy necessarily. But they weren't. I mean, the way I, I interpreted that was that when they said that, that was no big deal because that was what they were dealing with, a matriarchal yeah. you know, yeah. hierarchy over there. And then when they said, oh, it must be a matriarchy. And Veer's like, yep, must be. And they were very mm-hmm. um, like, eh, no big deal. you know. Yeah. And of course, in 1995, when we premiered, that was a huge deal <laughs> for yeah. us to have a yeah. female leading everything. And the other guest star who plays the Voth commander, military guy that takes over Voyager, the ship, is played by Marshall Teague. He plays Halleck. And you know what's so crazy? This is a while ago, but on Twitter, 
Marshall Teague followed me. And I thought, why is he following me? Because I, I've never met him before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <And> no. the, <laughs> oh God. And, well, the thing is, I've been a fan of Marshall Teague because I know him most from Roadhouse, the Patrick Swayze movie, right, right. which is where Anthony DeLongas, my teacher from mm -hmm. college, and also who you worked with on Masters of the Universe, you know, yep. Um, yep. so he's in there. And now from watching this, when I saw his You're name like, in the credits, oh. I'm like, that's why he followed me. So that's I really, funny. I'm going to message him. I'm going to direct message him after this and just say like, you know what, I, I have a funny story for you. I just want to tell that's you what's funny. going on. Um, but I, I'm just really beside myself now. I'm, I'm happy. I know that that's why yes. he followed me now, right? Yeah. So you worked with him. Yeah, I worked with like, sort of. And yeah. he, he did a great job too yeah. in that scene Everybody with Janeway. Everyone yeah. just rocked it all the way across well, every single guest star, which is rare, I think. Yeah. I always feel like there's one guest star that's sort of like finding their way and sort of like, oh, I'm nervous. Oh my you know, gosh. This was you a know? really strong He's, guest cast. Oh my God. Goodness, they were so good. Let's start off with our, our synopsis, poetry synopsis. Let's do, Let's do that. Let's, Let's hear in. your Let's haiku, take a sir. Hmm. For a synopsis in poetic style. Yes, please. Here we, here we go. Let's go. My haiku goes a little something like this. Aliens from Earth. They are dinosaur people. Can't change stubborn minds. <laughs> okay. There you go. I like it. I like it. I think All it right. Sort of captures the spirit of, of the uh, episode. Yeah. Sure does. Here we go with the limerick. Here's my limerick for distant origin. Scientists unearth what's left of Hogan. Distant origin theory set in motion. Chakotay is taken. Minister is shaken. Eyes open becomes Gagan's new slogan. Ooh, oh, slam dunk, buddy. That was good. Thank you. That was thank a good you. one. Thank you. Now so I'm much. getting nervous. I got to take over the. You get yes. You've got limericks. And you've got, got four you've been more episodes. Nailing and you're them. <laughs> you've been in. A, yeah. I will you're say this, Robbie. Yeah. I feel that when we revert back to the original way we've been doing the poetry, which is yes. you doing the limerick, me doing the haiku, it's just going to speed up our production time. You know yes. that. It just. It just for me. I, I usually wait. <laughs> Adds at least an hour. An hour. Just the limerick. One more good. hour like, just to get ready, come up with a limerick. Ready. No, no. But they're good. They're good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So right. this is written by Brandon Braga and Joe Minoski, which I did not know. I no. did not realize that. And, you know, there's some really good humorous one-liners throughout yeah. this thing. Yeah. Uh, Chakotay be behind the Voth force field with Gagan on his ship. He's like, I won't bite, you know, your yeah. comment to Tuvok, Tuvok, I hope that's your stomach when you hear the little chirping sound, uh -huh. right? So there's some great little one-liner kind of uh, lines yeah, there's, in this. There's some, yeah. there's some nice fun moments, which mm -hmm. I always love. David yeah. Livingston directed this episode. Great I job. I gotta say, it was a really good job. Great I mean, job. You know, some of the things that we've talked about David Livingston is known mm -hmm. for on Star Trek was using these wide lenses and- yeah doing very unconventional kinds of shots. And, yeah. Um, I thought he did a great job. We, we'll talk about it as we go. I'm going to change my rating. 9.9. I'm going to give it 9.9. Wow. I'm going to go even higher. Yeah. Wow. Just because I keep thinking about every aspect of this, of this episode. The guest casting. Good. The yeah. guest actor's acting talent. Amazing. Yeah. The director... You know, he didn't do anything that pulled me out, you know, or, or annoyed me or anything like yeah. that. He really made everything flow very well, um, different his choices of, of camera angles. And 
the storyline, everything for me worked well. All right, so we, we open on this, uh, this planet exterior and there's a shot of a volcano in this planet. And mm -hmm. I just gotta say from that first moment, I was like, oh, this is, it feels like a movie. I love when our show, especially with like planet surfaces, I just love seeing scope and that cinematic kind of quality of big wide shots. I thought it was really well done. So right mm -hmm. from the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, nice um, establishing shot for sure. And also a good establishment of that we now, we don't hear them speaking in English because of, you know, there's no universal translator happening. So you hear the little clicks yeah. in the very opening scene, right? And it's essentially Gagan, you know, clicking or communicating with Veer that he's found something, right? So yeah. uh, that's what I'm assuming he's saying in Voth language, Voth mm -hmm. clicking. But I just love that, that it wasn't your standard, you know, uh, they're speaking English right now. They started yes. with the clicks. So that establishing shot with the volcano in the beginning and the establishing shot showing that they are clearly aliens and speaking in a completely alien language that nobody understands. Um, well, we go, we go in the caves. We don't know exactly who we're seeing because it's dark right. and we see yes. the back of someone and we see a lizard hand sort yeah. of go down and pull up this tattered, we see it's a tattered Starfleet uniform or mm -hmm. parts of it. Yeah. Um, and we see a little pip on it. Yeah is that provisional pip that all our Maquis uh, crew members got mm -hmm. when, when, when we did the pilot episode. Right. So immediately you know that they're pulling up some Starfleet remnant. And I do have to say though, when that lizard hand came in and pulled up the uniform for a moment, I went back and freeze framed it. I was like, they sewed the blue kind of purple undershirt to the gold uniform. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, those are two separate items. There's they an are. undershirt yeah. and then there's the gold uniform. We don't sew them together. We That's not part of our story. So I was like, what? I was like, you're cheating. Yeah. You know what you're trying to do? You're trying yeah. to make sure we know that's a Starfleet uniform, but you're cheating because you sewed them together. <laughs> um, um, was Hogan a Maquis? Huh. He must have had that provisional yeah. and it, it also I, could have could have been the crew no it was hogan right yeah because hogan wore gold he had gold on right yeah. and where dennis madlone our stunt coordinator with the wig on when he, he was red. eaten he would no he had actually teal he had that oh, same color as the doctor yeah i think it's hogan i do i think it is too yeah so the dinosaur headed aliens uh pick up some bones they uh they say this is a genetic match mm -hmm. and, and one of them says this is the most important discovery in Voth history. So we know mm -hmm. this is a huge, a big, big deal. Huge. Um, we go inside this research ship where they, they're kind of examining the bones, putting them together, and we see another as the alien hand comes in. I got to say, in this moment, I thought it was, it looked like ALF. It looked like the sitcom ALF. It looked, I don't know why mm. I was like, oh, wow. maybe they're related to ALF somehow because it's kind of mm. got the, three fingers or something you know it was yeah i don't know i you had felt an elf, had had an an elf, elf connection. An elf connection okay yes. i did enjoy seeing this voth ship i like the look of it like I not every ship that we see on voyager cool. am i yeah, yeah most most of the ships are okay and some look not so cool this yeah. one looked really cool i'm like oh i like this ship a lot yeah. you know i did too the, the lights overhead and mm -hmm. just all of the the interior yes everything. yes cool. yes and sometimes 
there will be ships that I like that when we see the interior, I can't stand the interior. I'm like, what is going on with yeah. that? And the interior of this Voth ship and also the interior of the Voth city ship, the massive ship, I liked all of it. I really, really was um, yeah, very impressed. Too. Very too. impressed with that. Agreed. So they're analyzing these bones with their computers, their research stuff. They realize that uh, the, with the bones that they had opposable thumbs, mm -hmm. the skeleton that that uh, that they have lots of articulating joints. Yeah. Um, they say something about they're lacking a delitus lobe, which I guess is a part more brain than humans have. But these uh, dinosaur aliens have a delitus lobe, so I thought that was interesting. They talk about the sense of smell was yeah. rudimentary. That lobe is um, what makes them smell so well. The Voth, that lobe. Is that what it is? Yes. The delitus. Yes. Yeah, because mm -hmm. he says their sense of smell was very rudimentary. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, I started going. Oh, I was remembering this episode and, and mm -hmm. the premise of it all. Of you know these these dinosaur aliens are are kind of discovering their heritage and right. making this scientific and DNA connection. So mm -hmm. we start to realize what, what they're doing. And, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there's a real poetic moment, I think, where Gagan says, you know, he's talking about, he, he's wondering, he says, I wonder if there were oceans or mm -hmm. sand. Were there nine moons? Nine well, yeah, moons did, did you, he's, hold, he's holding, the, was he holding the skull when he said I that? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a sort of an alas, alas, alas poor Yorick. It was very yeah. Shakespeare-esque, sort of yeah, which is. Asking the, the, the skull questions and, but it was, it was wonderful. It really had a humanity and a poetry there that yes. I thought was really interesting. And, and quite apropos for the ex-artistic yes, director of the Oregon Shakespearean yes, Festival <laughs> for yes. him to hold the skull and, and wax poetic like that. Yes. Yeah, but they, so. they realize they've got to explore this sector. I think they say something like this person only died a year ago or something yeah, like that. Right. So we got to go find them. They could be getting too far away and we won't be able to figure this out. So we got to find the ship. We're going to need a fleet of ships, they say. A sector-wide expedition. So a fleet of ships to, to locate where this the remains of this individual and his where where's the crew? Because they yeah. clearly feel like this is this is the the answer to finally support all of his claims of the distant theory, uh distant origin theory that he yeah. has espoused for many many, many years. It's clear yep. that his entire life's work has been about this, right? Yep. I mean, he's always felt that they were from a different part of the galaxy, right? Yep. Which is heresy in their yeah. world, basically, yeah. to think like this. Yeah, but He's got to go. He feels like this is going to convince the Ministry of Elders that yeah. they'll give us a fleet and we'll go, mm -hmm. you know, finally mm -hmm. have the answers on this. Yes. Um, so we go into the uh, the Hall of Elders, and mm -hmm. there he is making his case. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I thought uh, Minister Okala, uh, played by a woman, was great. I mm -hmm. love that. Uh, that was Conchetta Tomei, who's yes. a very well-known and, and accomplished actress. And she was, uh, she was in this. she was a regular, mm -hmm. I guess, on China Beach, which Bob Picardo was on. Oh, so yeah. I guess Bob probably knew her. And this is where you start to see David Livingston's directing style in this scene mm -hmm. in the Hall of uh, Hall of Elders. Yeah, because he's got these crazy Dutch angles and close wide angle lenses, and just he shot really cool angles. It worked great for me. I loved great. it. Yeah, and you know he's so Gagan, Professor Gagan is trying to tell uh, Minister. Odal, I think it's Odala. You said Okala. I think it's Odala, uh, right? Od. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to show her. Listen, we share forty-seven genetic markers with this 
bipedal endotherm is what they referred yeah. to. Hogan's remains uh, referred to uh, him as a bipedal endotherm. And right then, the person who's standing next to the minister very, you know, quickly just says, we are related to a mammalian species. And you see immediately what they think of mammals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not very highly. I mean, it's, it's a lower Disgusting form of mammals. life, just like, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, and that's just horrible. How could that be? By the, by the way, I love the chair that Conchetta Tomei was sitting in. Oh, like my a Game gosh. Of chair. Yes. So cool. I don't know how they, if they found that at some type of no, you I know, bet they really, fabricated it. I you think they, they built it. that? Oh yeah, my gosh! Very cool. It, looking at that, that almost reminded me of um, something from Aliens. You know, that 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 sort of look that the that the Aliens movie franchise mm -hmm. does for the aliens. Uh, yeah, and it just oh my goodness, it was beautiful. I thought it was mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, well, so she uh, Odala says, you know, this is probably just a hoax. This whole thing, mm -hmm. some of these traders that you've been talking to, giving you information and all your research you know mm -hmm. they probably just were scamming you and you know we could not possibly be related to disgusting mammals right and uh you know he says our beliefs need to be reevaluated. you can sense her skepticism very yeah. strong skepticism yeah. and um i also like the um the the visual effect where they showed the representation of what they thought the human look like and it was green in color and he had the three he had the three fingers instead of yeah. five right did you look closely at that um drawing uh, at that uh, piece of artwork I, I looked at it the one thing that bothered me is the starfleet uni uniform was all correct and i'm like how would they know the pattern and the style like, yeah. i wish that they had <laughs> okay. in that drawing i wish they had they had done this the extrapolation of, yeah. of, of what this, these bones looked like. Right. I wish they had made the uniform wrong. You yeah. Know? A little, like, how did they figure out exactly the look of the uniform? They just should have made it a little more wrong, but okay. I, I didn't it, notice that, but did you look at the face though? Not really. No. <laughs> what was it? It's Tarek. It <laughs> is. Where you? It's, it's Ayala. I'm looking at it going, Oh my God, that's a green, that's a green faced, Tarek face that they put on there and then later when they clean it up when he, you know he searches yeah. and he's at the you know the, the the trade station where that trade alien says no no this is what they really look like then then the new representation looks even more like Tarek it's like well, maybe oh they used God. him as the base I think they used him as the base yeah. For, yeah they used Ayala's face for that that's for sure which is hilarious Okay. Well, we also meet his daughter in yes this scene after uh, Odala leaves and yeah. the, the elders step away she's not convinced she's not, she's convinced, not convinced at all at all yeah she said she's like dad you know uh, even his daughter is doubting him which i found yeah. kind of sad yeah you know, but it just shows you how hard it is for the, all of these people to buy into what he's saying it's, yeah. a, it's a fundamental change or it shows how difficult change is for people right that's that's yeah. what it is yeah. when the majority believe one thing i mean sure as a daughter i'm sure it all her friends are making fun of her. Look at your dad. He's a kook. You know, he believes in, in crazy things and no. So yeah. it's sad. Yeah. She's not, she's not on his team on that. Uh, Veer comes back in. He's talked to the science committee. They thought they'd get their support. And he says, Nope, we're going to have to go this alone. Mm -hmm. And Gagan says uh, that, that he's found a microscopic identification code in the uniform. Mm -hmm. And he found this, this name 
which sounds like it could be the name of a vessel. Yeah. We go out on Voyager. So they've made a connection to Voyager. Do they say what part of the uniform they find this on? I don't think they, no, they just he doesn't sh- say. He no. just says, I found a microscopic identification code. Right. Okay. Which I don't know where in our uniform there's a microscopic <laughs> identification code that says property of the USS Voyager. It's what? a name tag. You know those name tags that we, that we always... I'm just kidding. That'd be hilarious yeah, if we I had a name know. tag. Star Trek Voyager and then your name underneath. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so that... And of course, he is told by Veer that he's going to be charged with heresy against doctrine. And that's when they make a run for it, right? Gagan says, no, you go, I'm going to do this alone. And and Veer says, no, I've been with you this whole time. I'm going to stick with you. We come back and we have kind of a montage and we hear this narration. Yeah. This uh, voiceover where Gagan is describing all the things they did for weeks. They look around, they talk to traders uh, and a trader near the Neckard Expanse. The Neckard Expanse, right there. The Neckard Expanse mm-hmm. tells them that uh, the ship they're looking for, he tells them about Voyager. Yeah. That, yes, there was a, there is a ship Voyager and it was near right. here. Mm-hmm. And uh, another uh, person they talk to, someone else they talk to as they're searching around has some warp plasma. And <laughs> yeah, who, who did we give a canister of warp plasma to? I'm like, I what? Don't remember <laughs> that. I don't remember I this. <laughs> I, di- I remember... I don't remember what which episode if it was rise or something yeah. where we were trying to get something where we could that would help the warp plasma or i i don't remember, oh you're talking about like... when neelix is uh dealing with those aliens on yeah. the trade station which yeah right that's yeah when, i think uh, that's the episode yeah we, we definitely were trying to get some something you know some warp plasma or some mm-hmm. element we needed for warp plasma to make it more efficient so maybe in that episode, maybe traded or showed them what we had. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get a canister of this warp plasma and they say, okay, now we, we got to f- look for this warp signature. That's going to yeah. help us track them down. Yeah. And uh, I just thought the montage was done really well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that we were listening to a voiceover of a guest star. Which yeah, which rare. Totally rare and kind of cool. I, that's why of- another reason why I like this episode so much. It's different. It's out of the box. And they sort of ground it because when we come back into their ship and they start the scene, you realize he's finishing sending his daughter an encrypted message. So yes. this whole voiceover has is been him talking to his daughter, to his daughter yeah, which, which I is... thought very clever. Love it. The way you got that in there. Love it. Um, and then there's, we, there's one shot where we see this light on a table and there's a bunch of bugs flying around. <laughs> yeah. And they're talking about, uh, you know, the warp plasma and, yeah. And all of a sudden, Gagan's tongue shoots out of his mouth like six feet across the room. Yeah. Grab some bugs. Yeah. And and they sort of laugh. And Gagan says to the other guy, he says, uh, what? Traditions are meant to be broken. And I was like, what? I don't get the joke. Like, was it? Oh, no, because he uh, he said to uh, Professor Gagan said to Veer, he was talking about, yeah. he just sent a message to his daughter. his daughter. And then Veer says, is that wise to do? And he's, oh, it's completely right. encrypted. And then Veer says, did you send my regards as well? He's like, of course I did. You know. And then he looks at him and he says, I've seen the tint on your scales when she's around. And then Veer steps back. He's like, no, 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 no. He goes, first, you want to join me uh, in my, you know, in my, uh, as my assistant. And now you want to be part of my family. And then he says, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, presume anything like that. Like he's completely backpedaling. Right. And he says, well, you know, traditionally members of my family are always married to members of the Tao family. 
And then um, and the fear is like looking down, like, oh, oh God, I what see. I? So and the then, yeah, and then he goes, tradition the bug. No, oh, he goes, I thought it was no. the bug confused me because I was like, yeah. It's yeah. about the bug, but it was about the daughter. He's in yeah, it was about the, the daughter. Yeah, I got exactly. that, but I didn't and make the connection of yeah. traditionally. He's just saying because Veer is not part of the Tao family, that traditions are meant to be broken, meaning I got would it. accept you as my son-in-law. No Great. problem. That, right? that helps because yeah. I got confused. Though. Yeah, it is a little um, confusing. Definitely. So he, so he eats a bug and then they get a, a, a an alert that their scanners have found Voyager's warp signature and that there are 148 life forms on board. Mm -hmm. So this is perfect for their research to go uh, to go there. Yeah, is that true? 148. I feel. Like I thought it was 170. I thought it was yeah. 170 something, or or maybe yeah. But then again, we've guess, lost people. People have died. So I know, right? But I would guess that if somebody really went deep into the matrix here, they could find lots of inconsistencies because 148 mm -hmm. seems small. Okay. At this point. Okay. Um, anyway. They, uh, they fly off after the Voyager's warp signature and they stay cloaked. They have cloaking technologies. Yeah, for their ship, for themselves, for everything. So, yes. And they're going to stay out of phase so that we can't detect them. That's right. He engages spatial displacement to stay mm -hmm. hidden is what he says. Yep. And now they're in the corridor. And John Tampoya walks past and they smell him and they were like, oh, woof. You know, they, their highly developed uh, yeah. sense of smell is the, the, the human smell is too much for them. Yes. And what blew me away was when they go to access the computers, the ship's computer, Gagan basically downloads the entire ship's database, which is God knows how much information is in there, right? Like gigaquads yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He, in less than a second, he's downloaded everything. He downloaded into, the whole thing. Like, well, I've got, got these, it all. They've yeah. got these portable cloaking devices, personal yeah. cloaking devices, which later on Tuvok and Paris are looking at. And they mm -hmm. can, and Tuvok even says, I've never seen anything. This is more advanced than anything I've ever yeah. seen. So clearly they're techno technologically very advanced. Yeah. And that's part of the allure of this episode, because if you think about these guys are basically descendants of dinosaurs, which you would think as being primitive creatures, and yet they are so much more um, advanced than humans at this point, right? I mean, with mm -hmm. all of this amazing technology, uh, transwarp technology, their cloaking technology, their ability to to dampen, uh, put a dampening field so that nobody's weapons or nothing will work. You know, I mean, they, these guys are they're they're amazing. They're they're yeah. truly the the most advanced aliens that we've come across so far. Absolutely. You know, right? Okay. Yep. So they download the uh, computer and then Torres and Paris step out yep. of a door yeah and they're having an argument or a fun argument about uh uh some problem in engineering and paris says i think it's the relays and she's like what do you know you're an idiot and, <laughs> and there's some fun banter as they walk by gagan says oh a male and female interacting right uh, you know let's observe this yeah and uh we get into engineering and they uh, are finishing running their scan or their you know, their test of this and Paris was right. It was a relay. So uh, Paris says, you got to pay up, Falana, you got to pay up. Uh, yeah. Holodeck 2, tonight, we're going to do the Klingon martial arts program. Mm -hmm. And as he walks away, he says, BYOB. And she's like, what? <laughs> and he goes, bring your own bat lift. Yeah. yeah, which is funny, but it's funnier her reaction after you're gone. She goes, yeah, bat lift. Like, that shit, her reaction is great. <laughs> she's just like... 
classic. And, you know, we were joking about, or at least you were joking in the intro about how, you know, oh, it's all going to be about Paris. Well, you do have a fair amount after Chakotay. You're pretty, uh, you're pretty close to his uh, screen got time. a little bit of, yeah, you did. I try. I do you my did. best. You did. I like that uh, as they're observing, these scientists say, oh, that's, see that feigned antagonism. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's interesting that, you know, these strangers are noticing that, mm -hmm. you know, she's being obstinate, but it's yeah. just pretend that right. she actually is into him. And, yeah. And, okay. and how in their culture that they don't have to beat around the bush like us humans like they're very yeah. clear about because their skin changes color their scales right? their, change, yeah, scales yeah, change exactly. colors and so you know when you you're into somebody and you're not which yeah that, hey that that would solve a lot yes, of issues if you're in in a single scene where you're out at a bar and you just you look at somebody they look at you and if you both change colors you know it's good you you, you, know, you don't have to no small talk needed you know That's just, right. just get right down to business um the we, bridge scene go ahead we go to the bridge and i gotta say the very first shot this high angle looking straight down over uh you know the captain's chair yes the, yes I thought, again day uh, you know david livingston um did some shots on the bridge we've been there for three years yeah I've never seen never that seen that shot. shot yeah he pulled out so, all the stops he, he really, really did. did good lord love that high angle and then mm -hmm. we revealed that uh that our Voth guys are on the bridge yeah. using their personal cloaking devices, so we can't see them. And who detects them? Who? None other than moi. Yes. yes. Kim detects yes. spatial fluctuations on the bridge. They are highly localized with modulating phase variants, and it's some kind of cloaking technology. Yeah. That's how Kim does science. That's and how he does it. He does Tuvok, it. Tuvok immediately puts a containment field around the bridge, so these right. guys can't leave now. They're sort of stuck there. Right. Jane Lee gets up with her phaser and she's looking around. We're trying to figure out where these intruders are mm -hmm. on the bridge. Mm -hmm. We know that they're there mm -hmm. and we know that they're invisible. Lots of cool angles again, very unusual angles on the bridge. Gagan finds some type of way to um, circumvent yeah, yeah. the containment field and ends up transporting themselves to the mess hall where yeah, Neelix- I, I, I've compensated. I can't get us back on our ship, but I can get us out of here. Yes. And so. Right. So he gets us, gets to the mess hall. Yeah. And um, and Neelix and, is just, you know, I, I just felt like he was spoiling it. I, you know, when people give a spoiler for an episode, here he yeah. is like, aliens, what aliens? I don't see. It's like, dude, keep it down. You know, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> I thought that moment was funny, though, because he's looking it's around. It's funny. And then the camera yeah. pulls back to reveal them standing right there. <laughs> right there. Yeah. I thought was a very, David Livingston again, good shot. Mm -hmm. Great, great way to to help that reveal and that joke. Um, right. So they can't be seen, but the right. team arrives. Right. And Kim has found out the frequency, which is uh, 1.85 yep. gigahertz to disperse the uh, cloaking device yep. that they're using. And Chicote yep. fires after he adjusts his phasers and he fires and disrupts the cloak. Um, the Veer freaks out and shoots. Where does that dart come out of his hand I, I, I couldn't like he pointed his hand at Chakotay I think he had a very small tiny little you know little matchbook size thing yeah, maybe something yeah small in his hand I think yeah he did. okay he all right because dart yeah into Chakotay who drops to the floor yeah like a sack um, of potatoes mm -hmm. yeah and then I think Tuvok shoots to Veer and Veer drops down and Gagan runs over grabs Chakotay and beams him out they disappear that's right and so Veer is left behind. He's stunned and captured. And we cut to sick bay. Mm -hmm. um, I got to say, 
the doctor's running some scans and we come around and we see Kess there helping him. She says mm-hmm. she's going to, you know, run some tests. Yeah. Well, so the doctor's running a DNA scan. Janeway enters. She's got questions. And all of a sudden, Veer starts clicking. Click, click, <laughs> click, click, and he sort of, sort of locks up like this. And the doctor's like, it looks like he's going into some kind of hibernation. Yeah. I thought he killed himself. I was like, wow, that's amazing. He just, you know, chewed yeah. on a cyanide tooth or something. And that he was the end of it. Hibernated. Yeah, just, he hibernated. It's a defense mechanism of yeah. reptiles, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Body temperature dropped and he went into hibernation. Yeah. Protective hibernation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes us to back to the research ship. We see Chakotay is now on some kind of table and uh, he starts to get up and Gagan says, you can't you know, step out of there. I put this containment field around this uh, table. Mm-hmm. He asks Chakotay, are there more of me on your planet, on earth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone like that? And Chakotay is like, before we get into all that, like, yeah. can you just calm down? <laughs> <laughs> just let me, just out, let of me here. out of here <laughs> they have a first contact in a nice friendly way well um, yeah and i think when he's when chakotay says look i'm a scientist too because gagan yeah. says that he's a molecular paleontologist that's yeah. that's the first time we hear what his title is or what he does right and then chakotay sort of builds on that and says well i'm a scientist too and i think that's what makes gagan relax a little bit to the point yeah. where he releases the force field right he says okay 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 and um they have and a very cordial and like yeah. yeah very and then once the force field's down good is like okay now let's talk about earth right so, yeah love that scene a great scene um we go to sick bay and the doctor says there are 47 genetic markers that are identical to humans mm-hmm. and janeway seems amazed as a scientist herself yeah. amazed and thrilled about this yeah and excited to meet her ancient cousin she played she says, that perfectly. That yeah, I thought it was mm-hmm. great. She says, come on, Doc, let's go to the holodeck. We're going to take a stroll through primeval history. Mm-hmm. And um, and we find them in the holodeck now, mm-hmm. talking to the computer. And um, they ask about, you know, take uh, compare the two human and this alien Veer's DNA, compare them and find something that matches both of those genetic profiles. Yeah. And something pops up that looks kind of like a Komodo dragon, you know, that's yep. sort of on all fours. Ariops is yes. what they call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the computer says this is the last common ancestor to both mammal and reptile. Right. I assume Brandon and Joe did their homework and this yeah. is true science mm-hmm. would be my guess. So I find mm-hmm. I think that's super interesting. Yeah. And then they ask the computer to extrapolate from there and uh, and they find this other dinosaur from earth called the hadrosaur yes 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 which that that is a hadrosaur definitely with that that kind of thing on its head that comes Mm -hmm. off the back right there yeah uh recognizable dinosaur definitely and then she asked uh the computer to extrapolate once again saying what would happen to this hadrosaur if it continued to evolve over the last 65 million years and boom, we have what looks pretty much like pretty close to yeah the Voth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then Janeway's like, wait a minute, why? Then if this is the case, how come we haven't seen this in any museum on, on Earth? How do we not know yeah. about these people, right? And that's where, which is a cool bit of writing because then it then jumps to Gagan's research research ship, and they are discussing the exact same thing. Chakotay and 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 Gagan are discussing. Why isn't there any evidence? And then Chakotay, yeah. you know, he says, well, maybe they evolved on an isolated continent, right? That's a possibility. And they're like, yeah, yeah he said there po- were a lot of natural disasters hmm. that could have killed or buried most of his people. Yeah. And 
you know, yeah. there could be remains still on Earth that we we have never found, right? Because of those natural disasters, volcanoes or, mm -hmm. or asteroids. Or, mm -hmm. Chakotay sort of makes sense of this and helps him understand this evolutionary process from his point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Gagan talks about how he feels about mammals. You know, he says to Chakotay because he's really starting to warm up to Chakotay, and he said, you know, I, we always thought of mammals as lesser life forms, but uh, that he says, I think I let my own prejudice get in the way. So they have a nice bonding moment there, which I thought was really well played, both of them. There was really good chemistry between those two with, with uh, Gagan and Chakotay. And mm, yeah. I thought really warm and a good science connection. Yeah. Connection. Mm -hmm. And Chakotay says, you know, okay, let's go back to Voyager and we can look into this more. And Gagan says, no, I can't. I, I, I'm up against, you don't understand what I'm up against here. Mm -hmm. And I need you to help me convince these people that this distant origin theory is possible. Mm -hmm. I can't, we can't go back to Voyager. I can't take you back there. Mm -hmm. So uh, we sort of go out on Chakotay, still basically a prisoner. Yes. Um, and we jump over to Paris and Tuvok testing this personal cloaking device on an apple. At the rarely used science station. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was a fun little scene. I always like it was to have scenes with Tuvok and Paris. They're not. Do you remember couple. filming with the apple, Robbie? I, I don't remember this. No, mm. I don't. There just, some some scenes I do remember. Did but, you get along with the apple? You don't even remember that if you you know if the apple had any you know no diva like attitude or anything when no. you were working with the apple. Okay, just checking. All right. No, I don't okay. remember. I, I thought it was a cool scene, you know, because. As we discussed before, Tuvok, when, when the apple gets cloaked there, Tuvok says, this is the most advanced cloaking technology that I he's ever, ever seen. seen. Yeah. So um, mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. And, and, and as he's saying, these guys are super advanced. We see that a giant ship has appeared. And when I say giant, I mean giant. giant. The size of a planet. Yes. So big. Yeah. Kim's like, I re I'm reading a massive spatial displacement dead ahead. And this thing just shows up and giant thing. not much you and, can do. And, and Harry says, we're being probed. There's yeah. an energy beam cutting through our shields. Yeah. And uh, he, he realizes we realize it's a transporter beam cutting through the shields <laughs> and Voyager, the entire ship is beamed inside this huge mothership. It was yeah. awesome. It, it was, was cool. cool. It was. Appearing in the, inside that thing. Mm -hmm. And then all the systems shut down. All oh. the systems are shutting down. By the way, I love, I thought Marvin did a great job with the lighting. It was a yes. whole different look than we've ever seen before. The darkness mm -hmm. and the low power kind mm -hmm. of mode. Yeah. It was just a cool look of the ship. Yeah. Janeway tells everyone, arm yourselves. So, yeah. So prepare for a battle. Yeah, Tuvok, we see Tuvok and Paris heading down a, a hallway. They get to this Jeffrey's tube and uh, they hear some clicking. And, and Paris says, Tuvok, I hope that's your stomach. <laughs> and it's not. Yes, they, 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 send, uh, they pick up a dampening field uh, occurring and uh, the tricorder's not working. And then Tuvok is shot with one of these um, darts. He's I call it, Robbie, I call it a dino dart. Is what I call it. Okay. Dino dart in the neck. He reaches back, pulls it out, and uh, and I step out. There's some more uh, dinosaurs coming towards us. I try to shoot my phaser. Phaser's not working. Nothing's working. Uh, I, I like I, just to interrupt you. I like the fact that Tuvok still had some consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I did too. with Chicote, him going down like a sack of potatoes, and then Tuvok being Vulcan, 
and clearly a stronger constitution yep. and strength, he had just a little bit more time to stay conscious before he got knocked out. So that made yeah. sense to me too. Yeah, I it made that. sense to me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tuvok's going down, he goes, get in that Jeffrey's tube, get out yeah. of here. Paris yeah. wants to stay, but he's like, get out of here. That's an order, go. Yeah. That's an order. So off goes Paris into a Jeffrey's tube to crawl mm -hmm. around and we cut to Harry and Janeway. Yeah, Kim can't get a single relay back online. And so Janeway says, well, we should go over here. And then all of a sudden we hear some type of beaming clicking, effect sound beaming. and clicking, yes. The Voth commander Halleck shows up with one uh, side, per one uh, assistant, I guess, one yep. other person. They beam onto the bridge and he says, you know, your ship is under our control. And that is it. And, and the your voice- phases don't work either. She's got a, she's got right. a phaser rifle. Yes, Nothing works. nothing's working, nothing's yep. working. Um, and Marshall Teague's voice was just great because that's not as like he did some affectation to his voice as well. Nice. Yeah. So I, I just I just liked his work for sure yeah. on this show as well. Um, now we're back on Gagan's ship and Gagan has received an automated message from the Ministry of Elders. They've captured the Voyager. They, they refer yes, to it as the see? Voyager. here. See? Yes. Yep. And that uh, if he doesn't return to the city ship to face his accusers, they will destroy his evidence, which is the ship Voyager and kill everyone on board. So that kind of prompts him to head yep. back to the city ship. And Chakotay offers to go with him too. Mm -hmm. he, he offers, he says, let me go with you. Yep. Um, and this will convince him. So Chakotay's on the same page as Gabe. Right. Right. They're going to go and back. Then, they're going to convince them. They, mm -hmm. you know, they think that this should do it. Mm -hmm. Then we have a great scene in Janeway's ready room with those dim lights. And you can see the outside the windows of Janeway's ready room. You see the massive interior of the Voth city ship and that wonderful scene of interrogation between um, Halleck and Janeway yeah. happens, which I thought was great. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, the tone was, was perfect. Scene. Everything was great with that. With great that scene. scene. We we go into engineering and Paris has made it inside. Yeah. He actually uh, he's appears clucked. behind one of the Voth guards and with a, a quick hit that I I, I feel like uh, he picked up that those moves when he uh, had to fight the uh, the fruit bowl. I feel like <laughs> he learned a lot, and the fruit bowl incident has really <laughs> stuck with him. He's got some new moves and. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he takes out the Voth guard. I love doing those kind of stunty things. I really enjoy that. Yeah, that was fun. You had a phaser rifle. I don't think you've normally, have you wielded no. a phaser rifle until this not point? Not very often. No. I think in the pilot, I don't think I've... maybe once or twice more, but no. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, so he uh, manually overrides the weapons, mm -hmm. and calls Janeway, and yeah. says, I've got a full spread of torpedoes. I got everything back online. Janeway, yeah. a little cocky. She's like, my guy's about to blow open the side, a hole in the side of your ship. And Marshall but, Teague's reaction, even with all that prosthetic makeup, was perfect. Yeah, he was like, yeah. go mm -hmm. ahead. Let me go see ahead. what you can do, tough guy, you know, tough lady. Let's see what she's you got. Like, yeah. So she's like, fire. Yeah. Paris hits the buttons and nothing. Nothing. Fail. Big fail. Yeah. Your, uh, your launch sequence was detected by some Voth tech guy, you know, yeah. and it was like, boop, boop, boop. Like what, probably one keystroke is what's what stopped that from going. Yeah. That's how advanced these guys are, right? Yeah. Um, Halleck then, oh, this was a kind of a kind of a bit of a chilling line when Halleck requests an interrogation surgeon to assist with the uncooperative captain of Voyager, right? Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, she's about to get tortured. I was like, hmm. Uh, thank God that didn't happen though, yeah. right? Because guess what? Gagan shows back up. Gagan's there mm -hmm. and he's ready to uh, answer for his his uh, crime against. Yeah, basically in this uh, uh, Game of Thrones courtroom. Yes. <laughs> uh, with 
with, yes, with the I elders. wrote that amazing throne. I wrote that on my yeah, head. amazing. Yeah. And she accuses him of treason and attacking the fundamental principles of their yeah. society. And she's mm-hmm. like, disavow your claims, and maybe mm-hmm. you'll get some leniency. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she says, our scientists have studied all your data, and they say it's just a random convergence. <laughs> yeah. And, Chicote argues that. Yeah, yeah. Chicote speaks up. He says Voyager's database shows that the DNA connections and uh, that they have with multiple species on Earth that he can, you know, look at our data. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to do it. She well, she says the data is not in question. She says your interpretation of the yes. data is. I don't. Which you know, it, this this whole courtroom scene was. I kept thinking, man, Chicote would be a great lawyer. <laughs> he really would be. Look yeah. how good he is. He's just yeah. going right through there, and I and you can see that that you know. Oh, after he said after she says uh, that your interpretation of the data is. That's when she brings Veer in to yeah. discount her his. Uh, boss, and, Gagan, and you can right? tell he's scared to death. Scared to and death. He says yes. the analysis is flawed. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he says and, we saw an evolutionary connection when in fact there was none. Yeah. But even after that, Gagan still stands firm. He still stands firm. He will not retract his claims. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, the minister kind of loses it a little bit. I mean, this is the first time she, when she yells, you know, we are not immigrants. Like this yeah. is a big deal, right? Huge. Yeah. 20 million years of Voth history. Uh, are basically questionable now, and with this distant yeah. origin theory. Yeah, when she's when she's losing her her patience too, she starts to lose it. She also has a line where she says, "Your true scales are finally showing." Oh yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, nice, I love that. Yeah. Nice spin on uh, on that phrase. <laughs> nice Saurian way of putting it, right? We love it. Yeah. She says, "Yeah, you're mistaken. We are not immigrants." And Chakotay says, "It's you who are mistaken." Yeah. You accuse Gagan yeah. of having his objectivity clouded by wishful thinking, but aren't you guilty of the yeah. same thing? Yeah, and she says, my, but I am not on trial. And that's when he mm-hmm. says, your beliefs are on trial. And this is not the first time. Do you remember the breakthrough? He goes, I've had a chance to study the 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 yes, Voth culture and the history, yeah. right? Which is the, so many amazing accomplishments and, and breakthroughs, in, including the transwarp barrier. You've broken through that. That's an incredible achievement. That the ancient doctrine—that uh, the ancient doctrine predicted there would be terrible disasters if anyone attempted to break transwarp. But then that held the Voth race back for for millennia until someone took a chance and challenged this prediction, and then they succeeded, yeah. and the doctrine was changed accordingly. So he's making these amazing arguments, which should mm-hmm. really make the minister go, yeah, you're right. And he even says, you know what? Change is difficult. New ideas are often greeted with skepticism, even fear. Sometimes ideas are accepted and progress is made. Eyes are opened. And at this point, I did think that the minister was going to flip her. <laughs> Something right, was going to happen, right? Was I was like, she's strong argument. Yeah, he did it. He did it. He did it. Chakotay won. And then the minister was like, you know what? You know what this opens my eyes to? Uh, what this distant theory, distant origin theory opens my eyes to? When I look at it, I'm appalled at what I see. A group of pathetic refugees, a race with no birthright, no legacy. And she's just, you know, she can't, she yeah. can't handle the truth. She can't she handle it. No. Nope. So she sentences Gagan to a detention colony for the rest of his life. Yeah. He'll lose everything. Yeah. 
and then she but before the detention let me just say she does yeah. before the the assigning to um to the, the detention colony chakotay does argue he's like okay you see pathetic refugees i see courageous bold voth ancestors who struggled and if you deny the distant origin theory then you deny the struggle and achievements of your ancestors and you deny you deny your origins on earth and you de you deny your true heritage and that's when uh, odala basically says, do you retract your claim? And she doesn't fold or give in to Chakotay's argument. And of course, that's when he's um, uh, he's convicted of a heresy against doctrine and placed on a yep. going to be placed on a detention colony. And his life as a scientist has ended completely. And then she looks at Chakotay and says, you and your captain and your crew will also be sent to the detention colony for life, Voyager will be destroyed. Destroyed, yeah, exactly. and that's yeah. And so G Gagan, even though he's okay with him being a, uh, losing his entire life, he's because he's going to stand by his beliefs. He can't allow Chakotay, his new friend, his new scientist friend, yeah. to suffer the same fate. And that's what makes him back off. And right? he tragically retracts his claims. So his sad. His distant origin theory. So sad. Very sad. That's I wrote down. Sad. <laughs> yes. uh, he says he was mistaken, and uh, he was mistaken, and uh, and so Odala says you'll be uh, assigned to metallurgy. Uh, <laughs> you'll be a, not yeah. <laughs> paleontology. I got movie. emotional during this scene. I really did. I didn't expect myself to, but I did. I mean, I didn't when yeah. I initially watched it. Was, it was very years ago, but I got a good emotion to definitely. it. Definitely. And I and I thought it was a, a a big threat at the end. She says to to Chicote, um, "It will be in your best interest if I never saw you again. If I never saw you again. Yeah, yeah. So because like, and yeah, we want to stay away from these guys. Right. And I love how I love how Conchetta played that role because. You know, if these are truly super advanced aliens, mm -hmm. they're going to get they will have already progressed to the point where it's not all about aggression and warfare. And you know what I'm saying? And so she's yeah. very she, the way she just worded that she goes, it would be in your best interest if I never saw you again. And it's yeah. so and there is so much more impact than if she played the cliche like evil scrunched up face and evil yeah. voice, you know, and she didn't do that. And what I really loved is after at the end of that whole courtroom scene, she hits a button on her Game of Thrones chair. And you hear this kind of a gong kind of sound, yeah. which to me harkened back to maybe some ancient Voth ritual sound, you know, which mm -hmm. I thought, wow, the thought that went behind all these little small little details yeah. of this episode were amazing. It really was just 9.9. .9. Oh, 9.9 .9 for me, man. Yeah. All right, last scene, we're in the shuttle back in Gagan's uh, shuttle mm -hmm. and he feels foolish. He's lost everything. Does, I love yeah. the, the, the shooting of this last scene. It mm -hmm. started big and wide. So you mm -hmm. see this beautiful ship that we, yeah. we both love. Yeah. Pushes into this tight two shot. And then we see that uh, Chakotay hands Gagan this small, a gift, yeah. a small globe of planet earth it was a mm. very beautiful gift very ornate and, uh, and yeah look great yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and they both uh say to each other eyes open yeah and we end and we mm. end yeah. yeah someday someday what is your lesson my <laughs> lesson is i wrote down beliefs are stubborn and change is scary so it's kind of a, a mixed bag but yeah you know the idea of being stuck in old ways and not willing to change and that change is scary that that uh, letting go of what you believed to be true and 
being open to something new being true is very hard for that's a that's a human experience that I could relate to. So yeah. What about you? Uh, I, similar to your lines, I, I got a lot of different lessons. I mean, definitely about change being difficult to handle, um, but also just just the whole concept of eyes open. Um, just knowing that there are some systems in place in the world that we live in right now that are so entrenched and so guarded by the people in power that they will not want to relinquish, relinquish that power, right? Yeah. And so that we as everyday citizens that don't have this kind of immense power need to just keep our eyes open and realize yeah. that there is another reality going on and yeah. realize that there is a system that maybe where the cards are all stacked against us, you know, and yeah. that, that there's not that much, there's not much we can do. Like look at what Gagan did. Gagan tried as hardest, mm -hmm. even with, with living evidence, Chakotay standing next to him. Right. He could not persuade. Want... No, no, no. He could, they didn't want to back at it. They didn't want to back down whatsoever. Yeah. So really for me, the lesson is, is know what's around, know what's happening, right? Understand how the world works. Yeah. and accept that that is how the world works and be able to work and operate within that. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's a big lesson, definitely. Yeah. So good okay. episode. Yeah. Distant yeah. origin. That was great. Mm -hmm. Well, good. All right. Uh, that, that is our recap for this week. Mm -hmm. I, I really did enjoy it. So what, what's your final, what's your, what'd you give this an, a seven? No, you give it an eight, right? An eight. Okay. I'm that's your, with an eight. that's your highest. I think that's gotta be your highest <clears throat> that you've given anything is it? so far. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you've given anything higher than an eight. I am maybe this give this an eight close. and a half, you know? I'm oh, you, gonna, oh, oh, point five more. Up a little. Oh. Eight, 8.5. You're so kind now. Look at that. Yeah, it's a good episode. It yeah, really is. It really is. All right, guys. Thanks for joining Robbie and I this week. Join us next week when Robbie and I will be recapping and discussing the Voyager season three episode, Displaced. And for all of our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. See you next week, guys. See you next week, guys. Bye.